BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. And now, The Score. Upcoming Friday night football matchups and breakdowns from the previous week. Here's what's happening in the Quad Cities high school sports scene. Welcome to your score podcast, Illinois edition, week five of the high school football season, over halfway through the regular season after this week, and things are flying right along. Monday night, a little Monday night football with our good friend Brian Stocking, Corey Cuffler, and Celia Palermo along with us as well. And guys? And girl. And girl. What up? <laughs> what up? <laughs> um, week four, interesting on both sides of the river. Really interesting on the Illinois side. The Western Big Six in our Instant Score, re- Instant Reacts podcast was something we talked a lot about. Things always changing in that conference, and that w- that's where we'll start this week. And I think the headliner, when you look at this week, I mean, Alleman Geneseo is a really good football game we'll talk about in a second. But Quincy and Sterling sitting there, two teams that haven't lost a football game going into week five of the season. Yeah, you look at both Quincy and Sterling, and this is a matchup to see who will take control of the league race because they're both undefeated. They're both uh, 2-0 and in conference. Sterling's undefeated overall and can uh, clinch at least a possibility of getting into the playoffs. I mean, with five wins, they'll probably get more, way more than that. Quincy's 3-1. This is a heavyweight matchup, and there are questions about who's going to lead the uh, both teams. Oh, with the uh, and Sterling, you've got Cooper Wellman, who went, left his game on Friday night against Geneseo with an injury. Uh, Dante Kreiner left the Quincy game early in that game with an injury. We're not sure about their availability, and those are two very key parts of their offenses. Thanks for stealing my thunder, Stock. <laughs> exactly what I was going to say. You're going into this game wondering who – and how are those players going to be? Because uh, Cooper Wilm was one of those guys that he, he does lead the way for Sterling. Obviously, they got a big line. they got some good guys that have, have stepped up this year. But Wilman playing last year and then being the quarterback this year, uh, don't know the, the severity of his injury, don't even know what the injury was. I did talk to, to John Schlemmer. He said he's a tough kid. He's going to be fine. That's all he would tell me, which I, most, most high school football players are pretty tough kids. Um, so I'm assuming that means that he's going to be back and playing this Friday. Um, as far as Stern, or as far as uh, Quincy goes, Kreider, you just don't know. I mean, how how severe is that? I heard it was a knee injury. How bad? How bad is it? You just ne- you never know with a knee what yep. the severity is of that. Um, without him, I don't know how well they play because he is pretty good on the ground. So we'll just have to wait and see on that one. Yeah, I think the best case scenario you could hope for is uh, you know a knee sprain. In that situation, you just really don't know. Knees are pretty fragile like right. that. You just hope that it's not something torn. When you look at Sterling, when did um, when did Wilman go down? I'm not was sure. It, I, I, I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was in the first half at some point. Yeah. yeah so I'm impressed with the way they played, even without, without a quarterback that does a lot of really good things, and their sure. defense played fantastic. Um, winning at Geneseo, 27 to seven, kind of giving us. Well, that's what the final score yes, was. Yes, right. 27 to seven. I looked at Stockwell, making sure I'm not going to get. Yeah, stockpile, stockwell, stack, yeah. stack whatever. <laughs> 
Um, I went to school with This is going really well for me tonight, if you guys <laughs> um, But yeah, it, it's one of those things where I was more impressed with the way that they played without him. That defense doesn't get talked about a lot, but the defense is playing really well. They played well against Geneseo. We'll see if they can do the same against Quincy. Obviously, injuries are going to play a big key, but uh, yeah, either one of these teams, or I should say if Sterling does get the victory, they get to five victories, they'd be playoff eligible. In Sterling, that means absolutely nothing. No. They've not. set that bar so high that that's, not, that's the least of their worries right now. You mentioned the defense outside of that peaking game. Nobody scored more than a touchdown on them. Yeah. So obviously yeah. A, a pretty impressive uh, defense. And that says a lot about Pekin's offense as well if they were able to put 21 up on Sterling in week two. Fun game in uh, Geneseo, and it was fun when the the, uh, the calendar came out because that's kind of what we talked about when they adding when they added two teams to the Western Big Six. When they add Alleman, or excuse me, when they add Geneseo, and when they add Sterling, you start thinking of the different matchups, and that's one of them that people's been wanting to see for yeah. a while. Alleman and Geneseo, two storied fr- or two storied programs, um, two teams both green, both kind of do the same thing. They're going to run the football. They're going to play good defense. Um, now we get to see it in a conference game, homecoming at Geneseo. Should be a fun Friday night in Geneseo, a town that's always fun and exciting on a Friday night. If I'm not mistaken, the last time they played, is, was that that playoff game a few years ago when yeah. it was at Wharton, or, or Browning Field? Yeah, yeah which the, was the seniors that were here on Sunday, they were saying they haven't played them since they were freshmen, so... Which right, I and mean, that would be yeah, different, yeah, yeah. obviously, yeah, because but they'd be at the the vers- the yeah. varsity level. Yeah, yeah it would have been yeah. at the freshman yeah. level. Yeah, yep. boy, but ver- so the varsity oh, team is not. You say a few years ago. No, that's not more a few than years a few ago. years ago. No, I'm saying the last time they played yeah. was, was that game, which it had to be about ten at, at years least, ago, at least so. ten to twelve years ago. Yeah. And I remember that Saturday afternoon game over at Browning. Man, that place was packed, and there was people that had no affiliation with either school. That were there to watch that game, and I believe it might have been a second round or third round playoff. I think game. it was like a quarterfinal. So that'd be a third round game. And, and there was a lot of, and the whole week there was a lot of arguing because it was an Almond home game, but Almond couldn't play at home because, because Augie, Augie was home. Augie was home, so they wanted to play Friday night in Geneseo because the state rule says the visiting team can determine what day. Right. So we're not playing on Friday night. We're going to play Saturday, and, and Almond's night. like, well, we can't play. Because Augie's got a home game, and then you know, then the, then they had to move it, and there was talk about maybe going to Geneseo. It was interesting. Or, it was yeah, a fun was, game that day. Yeah. that's all. I, so I have trouble remembering yesterday. More or less, well, remember, but he's remembering. Right, I know he yeah. is. I know he is. <laughs> I remember. It was great. Yeah, but um, and it was it was a relatively close game, if I believe, if I remember uh, correctly. I think Geneseo handled him. Did they? I think it was like seventeen nothing, maybe. Yeah, it's okay. Um, but yeah, going into this game, you're, like you like you said, Matt, uh, there are going to be two similar offenses going at you. There's going to be no surprises. Both yeah. teams are going to line it up and they're going to run it at you. Stop the run if you can do that. If with your defense, you're obviously going to you're going to be the team that wins the game this week. This is the first time they're meeting in the regular season since 2001, and oh. the last yeah. time that Allman won in Geneseo in the regular season was 1985. And for you and me, because we're a little bit older than Celia and uh, <laughs> Mr. Randazzo. Yeah, I'm in we're the, in the same category. I'm at the kids' table. Wow, you're at the Woo! kids' table. Yeah, I'm at the kids' we table again. We, we remember when Almond and Geneseo used to be an annual playoff battle there in the mid-'80s. I mean, I remember, uh, I think, the, in 85, listening to it on radio, <laughs> it'd be like 10-7 <laughs> overtime. Can I join you guys at the kids' table? Yeah, come on that. over. Yeah, <laughs> and the, the funny thing is I'm the oldest one in the room. I know. it. He's just he re- I can see him as like a four-year-old just yelling, go! <laughs> Oh, God, I can't believe it. Tracking stat. This was his, probably his first notebook of the now 
five million that he has now. So yeah, it's a it's a fun matchup. It's an interesting matchup. Boy, this matchup was a lot different a week ago maybe because you had Alleman at zero and three and and struggling out of the start, and then you had uh, Geneseo at three and zero and playing really good football. They lose this week. I don't think anything's off track or anything in Geneseo. That's a really good Sterling team. I'd give them more credit than I would be worried about yeah. Geneseo. But with that said, they're coming off a loss. Now, Alleman, that huge victory against yeah. Moline gives those kids a ton of momentum. Absolutely. A lot of motivation going into this. They want to show that that wasn't just a fluke, I think, is, is their mindset, at least talking to them. Yeah. I'm curious to see how they play and respond after that win. Yeah. Not that they can't continue that, but, man, that's such a confidence booster to beat the team that many people thought was one of the top either the top team or one of the top two teams in the Western Big Six, you beat them despite the fact that they had injuries or, or whatever. It doesn't matter. You still beat them. That's a huge confidence builder, and hopefully that's something they take into this week and get better and see if they can continue that winning streak. Talk yeah. to the kids on Sunday. They came When they came into the show, Killian Ahern kind of talked about his grandma living in, in Geneseo and like his mom, his went, mom went there. His mom yeah. went to Geneseo, and, and I said, who's she, who's she rooting for? And he's like, oh, I hope me. <laughs> I mean, what, I hope so. There's a lot of, of families like that that you know sometimes have gone to Geneseo or back and forth, and there's a lot of uh, these kids know each other. I think, uh, what was it, the um, uh, Nate Sheets said the same thing, where he's just like, you know, I, you know, I know all those kids, I'm close with a lot of those players, and sort of that. So while it's not the Alleman Rocky or uh, Moline Alleman and all those kind of close battles where the kids grew up together like next door, they're still the same way where there's these kids know each other very, very well. So homecoming at Geneseo should be a great atmosphere to storied programs. We'll see what happens between Alleman and Geneseo on Friday night. Elsewhere in the Western Big Six, oh, you got your finger up? Yeah. Um, what I was going to say was when we did the preseason podcast, I talked about how in the last two years there had only been three Western Big Six games that had been decided by seven points or less. In the first two weeks, there have been four that have been decided by seven points or less. Janice Galesburg was a seven-pointer in the first week of the conference season, right. as was Moline Rocky. Then last week, Allman beat Moline by a field goal. Quincy, Quincy beat Galesburg by six points. Yep. It shows that the adding of those two teams has not only been a boon for the conference, it's elevated all the conference teams. That's good stuff. I give him a lot of trouble, but that's actually interesting stuff. So two times all of last year? Three times in the last, last two years. Wow. wow that's even Seven better. points or less. Seven points or less. That's I think crazy. Two last year and one in See, 2017. That's the kind of stuff that I want on the stockpile stat of the night at the end of the night. I don't, I don't think that fast. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> that right, makes sense. That's fine. That's very impressive and interesting stuff. We'll stay in the Western Big Six because you mentioned uh, uh, Moline. Their, their streak is over. Um, they lose to Alleman, missing some parts. Caden Dreyfus didn't play. Um, Abu Bakar Berry went out, I think, after the first or second, second drive. Second carry of the game. Yeah, so he, he was out. But besides that, obviously, they had won so many Western Big Six games, and, and Mike Morrissey had done such a good job. The, the sky isn't falling. No. This isn't the no. end of the world. I think you're going to see a very motivated Moline football team going over. They're always motivated when you're playing United Township and a rival, but I think it's going to be a very motivated team going to the Soul Bowl coming up on Friday night. One thing that really surprised me about this game is even though Moline had their two running backs out, how they weren't able to continue to score points. I, I thought even still that they might wear Allman down because a lot of the Allman players are have, having to play both ways where Moline players are not, especially up front on the line. I figured Moline was a lot bigger. They should be able to handle them. 
but but they weren't able to. And, I, and why that why that was, I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know if you noticed anything when you were at the game, Matt. But the uh, Alamine kids, like always, are just bigger and stronger, <laughs> like here in the newsroom. The, the, like, the, the plow boys, without a while, they're just the plow boys. Yeah, right? Sometimes the Alamine kids more athletic than the Moline kid, just like in our news in our newsroom. Uh, who just ran a half marathon? Hey, yeah. Um, Dane Sterling, I think, was injured for part of that game also because. Bailey came on in the first Emmanuel. quarter. Emmanuel. Yeah, Bailey, and threw yeah. three passes, and then Sterling came back in. So I think he was... Just to save emails from people, I'm joking. <laughs> I went to <laughs> oh. Alamin, and Corey went to Moline, <laughs> and so that's what we were talking about there. Just Because you'll get somebody that's Somebody will say something, yeah, absolutely. So, but anyways, so, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, no, I, I bet Sterling came back in, but right. I think that was another uh, injury there. I think he, uh, from what I saw, he was injured but came back, so... But still, I mean, you know, when you lose three of your qu- starting backfield. Hold on. Zidane Sterling played most of the game. Yeah, but he left for part he of the game. He did come injury. out and came back. Okay, yeah. well, yeah. Anyway, anyway um, I'm curious to see what they do with the Bubakar Barry this week. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with that foot, ankle, leg injury, whatever it is, um, how they handle him. I'm assuming he knows the place, doesn't necessarily need to go hard in practice, kind of sit him out, see how it recovers. It was something that stemmed from the Rocky game. I know late in the third quarter or fourth quarter in that Rock Island game was kind of when it happened because um, I remember him coming out and getting taped up. Uh, as far as uh, Caden Dryfurst, uh, no idea why he did not play. Um, so whatever happened with him, whether it was team, whether it was school-related, whatever it was, hopefully he gets that all figured out and he can be back this week. Um, but this is a game, like you mentioned, a rivalry game that these two teams don't need any pep talks. You don't need to no. say, hey, we're going to, we're going to play UT, we're going to go to the Sobel. Okay, great, yeah. let's go. Um, and Nick Welch, on the other hand, his first taste at, of this rivalry. Let's see what he does with his team, how he prepares them. Even though they lost to Rocky last week, they're a good football team. They, yeah. they really are. They moved the ball. They just couldn't score every time they had the ball inside the red zone or, or, or they'd stub their toes some way somehow. So if they can focus in on those little things and get disciplined a little bit more, I think they're going to be a good football team. Yeah, I think they add some momentum and some confidence last week going to Rock Island and tied it to 14 in the fourth quarter. Now, that being said, Rock Island missing some starters throughout the game. Some of them came back, and I think nine, Second half. I think nine yeah. starters didn't start the actual so, yeah. game itself. So um, they got those back, and they got back on track. But regardless of if they're missing starters or not, I think it's a confidence builder and a confidence boost for um, – for United Township to, to go into a stadium like that, to go on against a team like that, and to, to play pretty good football. Yeah, and when you look at the series history, this series is colored maroon. The last time UT won at the Soul Bowl was 1988. They, they so the last time that they won at home against Moline? Yes, the wow. last time they won anywhere was 2003. That was the game they year. were down 31-7. to and came back uh, with Tracy was the coach. They were down 31-7 and rallied to win 34-31. That was a 2003. That was the last win anywhere. Last win at the Soul Bowl, 1988. I was in eighth grade. They are 2-27. <laughs> and 27. In the last 29 uh, games at the Soul Bowl, UT is 2-27. and 27. I do like that they uh, brought back a trophy. Last oh, year, yeah, I and remember they, that. they play for a trophy. I don't know what the name of the trophy is. 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 it like the Leo Blackburn? It's something like that. Yeah, I don't know, but it was. Uh, he, it was on the. It was, was on the sidelines last dispatch. year. It was on the sidelines last year at Moline when they played, 
And I asked what it was, and they said, oh, we found it down in the basement. So we, right, we, yeah. we brought it back out, and we're going to play for it every year now. So Moline won it last year, so they still have it. But uh, it's kind of nice to see that there's a little trophy yeah, game there. I think it's a Leo Blackburn. It was Something a like guy that. from the dispatch okay. that started it. One last stop in the Western Big Six, Galesburg at Rock Island. Rock Island probably back to full strength, you'd expect. Um, two and two in the season, Rock Island continuing to, to, to get better as they go along. Um, they play – a. Galesburg team that that played what well. I mean that game was went from a blowout to a close game down in Quincy. Um, the thing with Galesburg seems to be some consistencies. Whether you, know, you see them playing good in stretches and playing well in games, maybe just haven't put together a full game yet. Besides maybe down in Centralia, we'll see if the Silver Streaks can do that against Rock Island on Friday night. Galesburg is two drives away from being two and zero in the conference. I mean, they got the ball back at the end of the Quincy game. They, if they turn that into a touchdown, they win. They were a drive away for, uh, against Geneseo. They're two drives away from being 2-0 and and not 0-2. For Galesburg, the last time they beat Galesburg at home, uh, the last time Galesburg beat Rocky, Rocky at yeah. home, 1991. They've lost their last 13 in a row. Connor Atten, who had a huge game in the second half, he's going to have to have another big game this week for uh, the Silver Streaks. As for Rock Island, um, they looked impressive. Despite having all those guys out, yeah. um, Davion, Davion Wilson's still there. Well, he Wilson was still there. Yeah. Uh, I think it was MJ Stern yeah. stepped in at quarterback. Yeah. It, it did a nice job running the offense in the first half. Uh, actually, ran for a touchdown um, on the very first possession that they had, and threw a nice little screen pass to Davion Wilson, who ran about a hundred yards, but in total was only yeah. sixty-three total. Um, they're so fast. Yeah, and Rock Island's defense is getting better. I saw you could I I did, and you could see glimpses of it. Friday night against United Township. Now, United Township was able to move the ball, so maybe that's an area that Rock Island needs to shore up as to how their run defense is. But uh, overall, this this defense is getting better, and they, they were pretty impressive in their win on Friday night. Rocky got outgained 246 to 92 on the ground. On the ground, that's what I'm saying. they got to work, they they gotta work on the ground. They've given over 650 yards in two games on the ground. And they're going to have to really patch up that defense. Was And, Celia, you were down at the preview. Was consistency or just trying to work on those little things, what they were trying to do this year, or trying yeah, to get things turned around? Absolutely. I mean, that was kind of the main thing that all of the players and coach preached this year is knowing what they did last year. Now they have another year with Coach Washbaugh just trying to get that together and that message clear. I think they've all bought in at this point, and it's just a matter of uh, ironing out the little things. Almost I hate using that coach speak, but that's – what was pretty much said. Yeah, it'll be an interesting game. Galesburg and Rock Island will run through the slate one more time. Galesburg, Rock Island, Moline United Township, Quincy at Sterling, Alleman at Geneseo. Another fun week in the Western Big Six. We'll have plenty to talk about come our instant reacts podcast coming you got up. It right. I did. Good job. I want to say Insta reacts. But that's Instagram, and we're not talking yeah, Instagram. I guess we're so. Talking <laughs> we're talking instant. Oh, I'm so old. Um, anyway, <laughs> you on. have an Instagram. I so do. You're I just not. don't use it. I don't, I don't use it as much as I should, but enough about me. Um, let's move on to the Three Rivers, and um, I think some statements were made last Friday night in that, in that conference, and, and the biggest statement, Newman rolled once again. They're undefeated. Sure. They put up 50 points, kind of the Newman we, we've come to mm-hmm. accustomed to um, after some close games throughout the season, but the statement game was Princeton. Oh, yeah. Winning 44 oh, yes. to nothing against an undefeated Orion, Orion team. Who shut out Rockridge the re- week before. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was, I mean, I expect, I, I'm not surprised that um, that Princeton won. I'm surprised that the they number that and way. the way they did it. That just yeah. that floored me. It could have been even worse. Princeton got nailed with 18 penalties for wow. 95 yards. 
And they well, that still only, that only totaled the touchdown though, if you well, look at it that way. <laughs> I mean, it could have been a lot worse. And they held Orion to 29 yards rushing. Wow! You don't do that to a chip filler team. I mean, apparently the last, they did though. Yeah, they did. The last time Orion had been shut out was 2012 by Allman. Last time they had gotten road shut out was by Macomb back in 2004, back in the old Olympic Conference days. So going into this into this season though, we knew how good Princeton was going sure. to be. Yeah. yeah. I mean that. That week two loss to Sterling Newman, I mean, they were up. I still want to know what happened in the second half of that yeah. game, obviously, because to, to hold Rondé Worlds to not getting into the end zone, to holding that Princeton team to not scoring, says something about the Newman defense. Yeah. So we're not, that they beat Orion doesn't necessarily surprise me. Like the you way said, they like did. You said, the yeah, way they did. The but at the same time. I expected more from Orion. Yeah, and, and Chip mentioned if they're going to win, they're going to win ugly. Yeah. And you're going to run into some some of those weeks where you run into a team that's just better than you. Yeah. And I think that's just what happened yeah. here. Two things. Remember Fulton week one? We, we expected that to be a really good game, and, and Princeton did that to Fulton as well. Right. Yeah. So I, Princeton's a really good football team. I would credit sure. a lot of it to what Princeton's doing. A- and same thing with Orion. You're, you're a re- reloading team. You're... You've done well. You've won three games, and, and, and that's fantastic. But there's going to be bumps along the there's right way with a new team and new kids that are that are playing some big roles for the first time. If you're Orion, you just wash that away. Yeah. You forget about it. You chuck it. You trash it, and you move on because they have to move on this week, and I believe they, they go on the road, and they play a very good and very improving Riverdale. Riverdale team. Before you go there, though, let me mention Princeton real quick. 45 points in week one, 49 in week Ooh. three, 44 in week four. Wow. So when they're winning, they're scoring bunches of yeah. And they scored what twenty one. They scored twenty one yeah, against Newman. Against Newman, and that's that's not nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. yeah. So and and real quick, Princeton goes on the road. They take on Sherrard. Who congratulations to Sherrard. They got weekend. their first win this weekend on a Saturday. They did it in a very that's impressive pa- yeah. uh, fashion. So congrats to them. Uh, and you don't think Princeton's going to have too much trouble, despite with that with Sherrard. Right. And then that Orient the Tigers. That Orient. That Orient game is intriguing. That Orient yeah. and Riverdale and Riverdale. Um, Goes on the road and beats Rock Ridge last week. They were down 13 points or something like that in yep. that game. They come, quit nodding your head. My goodness. Suddenly he's he, not a dad. He's, he's a bobblehead over there. Yeah, my our, our, we'll, t- let our, we'll let our Riverdale grad talk in just a second. But um, <laughs> yeah, impressive Maybe. victory for them to go t- on the road. They're 2-2 two and two on the season, and they've been in every game by, by far. It's a good football team that Guy Derricks has, has got up there in, uh, in Port Byron. All right, Stockpile, go ahead. The resurgent Riverdale Rams, and this is what Guy Derricks does when he was at Louisa Muscatine. They struggled for the first couple of years. Then they realized how to play the <coughs> offense. They got real good at it, and years three and four, they made the playoffs. Went to North, struggled the first couple of years as the kids learned the offense. Got in the playoffs in his last year at North. Went to Riverdale. They struggled the first couple of years learning the offense. Now that they picked up the nuances and the way to run it, they are a tough football team. And you know what, Guy Derrick's a little bit of a riverboat gambler. We had him on the mic'd up where he shaved, shaved his, his head. head. Well, my mom went to brunch this past weekend, and she was talking to a couple people that went to the Rock Ridge-Riverdale game. Riverdale had three consecutive onside kicks and recovered all three of them. Really? It must have been they, the second half because I left after midway yeah. through the second quarter yeah. then, yeah. They kicked the first time. Rock Ridge didn't know it was coming. Second time, they, Rockridge knew it was coming, but they sort of pooched it over Rockridge's head and got it. Third time, Rockridge is like, going, there's no way, not three times in a row. What's Riverdale do? Roll the dice and did it again and got it again. Well, well I mean, and hats off to what Guy Derricks is doing. He's doing yeah. a great job at Riverdale. This is a team that honestly could be 3-1. and one. 
on the season. Uh, the only game they really weren't in is that Morrison game. They and lost 16-3. Yeah. to three. They only scored three points in that game. You're yeah. not going to win scoring three points. Lost, no, that's 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 it wasn't terrible, yeah, yeah. but if you're only scoring a field goal, you're not going to win. You win too many games, yeah. No, but, the, I mean, week one, they only lose by six, um, and then they lose that 16-3 to three game. They beat Erie Prophetstown. They beat Rockridge, which, again, was one of those games you're like, okay, if they get this win, it's a great win. Now yeah. build on it. You go to Orion. This this is a this is a good matchup, I think, for these two teams. Yeah, yeah the Chargers have won the last five meetings. For Riverdale, David Arne had three touchdowns, three total touchdowns, two running, one receiving, and um, Colton Ryman also had two touchdowns in that game for Riverdale. So the Ram, you know, one thing is the Rams are going to have to watch the passing attack, which uh, lit them up, and Orion can throw the ball. I want to see now how Chip Fillers' team responds. To, a, to yeah. a loss like that. Like you said, do you just wash it, flush it, which is what you should I do. Yeah. I d- yeah, I don't think the wheels are off with no, this Orient team no. at all. I think you've got to put that in the rear view and, and press on it. This yeah, and I think Mama says there's going to be days like this. That's <laughs> exactly what's going to happen, though. Even though they're going on the road, doesn't matter. This is a team that in the past few years, what's, how many times has Orient beat Riverdale in a row now? Five in a row. Five in a row. Yeah. So this is one of those things. It's look, doable. We, we've won five in a row. Let's make it six. Let's go there. Let's beat them on their home field, and let's just see what happens. I, and again, a game that is winnable for both teams, Sure. but one that Sherrard, or, uh, excuse me, Orion would definitely like to win to get back best, on track. Best yeah. game of the weekend in the conference is on Saturday. Morrison at Newman, a battle of 4-0 football teams. Mm. Morrison's just, I mean, they, they win the wooden shoe. They're impressive in doing so. Everything they've done, they've done well this year. If you want to know how good of a football team Morrison is, they're going to find out this week because Newman is the standard bearer in this conference, along with Orion and a few others, but it starts with Newman a lot, and then they'll find out this week on the road at Newman on Saturday. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this game of all all games this week. Um, You mentioned how good Morrison is offensively. Their defense is probably even better. They've only allowed 13 points all year. Wow. Or sorry, 16 points. 16 points yeah. all year, which is pretty darn impressive when you look at it. Um, this is a team that the past couple years, you didn't think Morrison had it in them to make a run like this. 2011, I think, was the last time they made a, a, a started off 4-0. Is that right, Ryan? Uh, 2009. 2009, okay. Um, so this is a team that Coach Ryan Odding mentioned. He's like, look, last year I got to the game late. I, I started coaching midway through the summer. We didn't have time to put things in. Over this summer, they did everything they were supposed to do. They were ready to, to hit the ground running as soon as the uh, season kicked off. And he was impressed with how his players responded over the summer and had good feelings about this team. And obviously, it's, it's panned out so far for them to be 4-0. But if, like you said, if there's a game to test them, New- Newman's the one, man. Yeah. And if you go out and get this game, you're really going to turn some heads. We talked about how impressive Princeton's win was. And Morrison's win over Fulton is maybe almost as impressive it's if it's there, not yeah. more. They, they shut him out 24 nothing for the wooden shoe. It was 16 nothing right, right off the jump. And I think that that was an uh, impressive statement by Morrison. Morrison's defense is absolutely road rock tough. And they're going to need it because the big blue machine of Newman, they put up half a hundy, 50, 50. in 15 and a half minutes against Bureau Valley. From, they scored with about four minutes to go in the first quarter and a one minute in the second quarter. They scored all their 50 points in that game in that 15-and-a-half-minute time, sp- uh, time spot. That is, imp- that is highly impressive. Seven scoring drives in, I mean, six scoring drives at a it pick is, six. It is impressive, but then you got to remember they did it against an 0-4 yeah. Bureau Valley. Right, but still, I mean, 
to have that many possessions and end in the end zone. I get it. I get it. But the week before, Fulton put up 54 on them. So now the and 47 by Spring Valley. So it's not like they haven't given up points before. Now the la- now the big question is the last time Newman won at Mo- uh, the last time Morrison won at Newman was in 2006, and that was a six nothing game. Wow. That may be the type of game you're going to see this weekend for Morrison that. to I win. I can see that. Yeah. And Morrison, this was the first game that they did not fall behind, and they even felt they were even down to Riverdale, Six three nothing. nothing. No, they scored a touchdown. No, uh, they, oh, Riverdale, they, three nothing. Yeah, yeah. They were down, and they, well, they were down to Sherrard too. Yeah, they were down. Nothing. Yeah, they were down in every game, but except this last one against Fulton. Morrison's got, this is going to be a doozy of a football game. Yeah, it should be a good one. <clears throat> that game, of course, on Saturday, uh, a little bit of a bounce back game, and, and we mentioned two teams that, that lost tough games on. Last Friday, Rockridge is at Fulton. We'll see how that one goes. Both teams looking to Rockridge now two and two on the season. They've lost two straight. Fulton, after winning two straight, now has the loss on their now they're two and two. So two two and two football teams. Really a very important game in this one to see which one can get back over the hump and get back over five hundred. Fulton lost their running back Ethan Rash early in that game due to an injury. He did not return. And he was just back, wasn't he, from an injury? Uh, no, that was Kyler Pestman. Oh, Pestman, yes. But yeah. Ethan Rash, their leading rusher, got hurt. Haven't heard severity or uh, anything like that. He, if he's out, that r- impacts Fulton's Definitely chances. Definitely hurts him a little bit. Yeah. Uh, other games in the in the conference, Erie Prophetstown is at Kiwani. Hats off to Kiwani. They're they're two and two on the season, but they're really close to being four and zero. They lose in the last seconds to Orion, and they lose a really close game to state ranked and very good Newman. So Kiwani, what Kiwani is a very good football team. They host Erie Prophetstown this week. St. Bede is at Hall. Um, St. Bede's struggling this year. Hall with a victory last week. We'll see if they can continue this week. We mentioned Princeton at Sherrard. Missing one. Bureau Valley and Moore and Mammoth Roseville. Both teams looking for the first victory of the season. We'll see if one of these teams can Loser get back in the right. Huh? Loser is eliminated from the from playoffs. playoffs. Okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, five, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So I think at this point, either of these teams aren't looking at the playoffs or just looking to get a just to get, get something yeah. positive, get thing yeah. moving and the right direction. This is me because yeah. I really did not see Monmouth Roseville going over four. I mean, no, if you not at all. Told me when we started our previews that this team would not have a win yet. I mean, I would have told you you're crazy, yeah. but well, you know, the first things two, happen when you face really good teams early on. Yeah, the first two weeks they went zero and two and could have easily been two and zero, and then the last two weeks they've been uh, handled uh, quite easily. 35-12 by Hall and uh, 27-13 by Kiwani. Kevon, Kevon Russell for Kiwani has six total touchdowns in the last two games. And doing Hard it in multi- multiple different ways. Yeah. Yep. Hard to stop him. Okay, so that's the Three Rivers great games that are coming up this weekend. We'll see how, what happens on Friday and Saturday as well. We'll move to the Lincoln Trail um, last week, I think it was a statement week once again by Anno and Weathersfield. They get a big victory. They improved to 4-0 in the season. They knock off... Uh, uh, Mercer County, not only do they knock them off, they, they shut them out 28 to nothing. And on Weatherfield with another big home game this week where they welcome Princeville to town. Of course, Princeville won the conference last year. And on Weatherfield, in order to win a conference championship and get back to where they want to be, to be the best, you got to beat the best. This is their chance to, to get some redemption and, and, and knock off a Princeville team. The Titans are strong at home. They've won their last 14 Lincoln Trail conference games at home. Uh, if, they need, if they're going to make it 15, they have to have a, another big game from Colton Quagliano. But this past week when they beat Mirko, yes, he had, a, he had a three touchdowns. But there was the defense. There was Julian S- uh, Samuels. And also uh, Tucker Miller. Tucker Miller had a big uh, game also. Tucker? Uh, it said, uh, the way the paper had was T- T-U-K-E-R. 
Tucker. 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 Okay. Yeah, Tucker. Di difference bound. <laughs> I was like, when you said that, I was like, I've never heard that you one. You corrected Tucker. How did you say it? Tucker. Tucker. Yeah. Called him Tucker. No, Tucker. Okay. Well, Tucker Miller. But no, this, this is the game that if you want to win conference, this is the game you have to win. We talked about how big it was last week to beat Mercer County, and the fashion they did it was, was, was great. But we know how good Princeton was last year, and we really didn't think they were going to be a team that was going to be 4-0 heading into this game. Obviously, they're just as good as they have been in the past. So hold serve at home, get a win, and not that you can't cruise to a LTC championship, but it should be a little bit easier if you can get this win this week. Princeville's defense is usually what helps them out, and their defense is not as strong as it was last year. And in fact, in this series, of the three games that they've won in the regular season, they, are, they have allowed seven or less points in all three of those regular season wins. So it's going to be very interesting to see if they can. I don't think anyone can do that to this Anwan Weathersfield team. They are that diverse in offense. Weathersfield and Coach Willett's looking for their fifth straight win. So it'll be good. Good start for him, first year coach. Playoff yeah. eligible. Be playoff eligible. Uh, Mercer County had to face an undefeated team on the road last week, and they have to do so again this week. They go to Ridgewood. Is that a Friday or Saturday? It's a game? Saturday game because it's Ridgewood's One homecoming. Saturday homecoming down at Ridgewood, and and Ridgewood's four zero in the season. They're playing really good football, and I know we we seem to talk about Anwan Weathersfield and, and Princeville with this conference and Mercer County. Is Ridgewood flying on the ra under the radar? I mean, that's a really good 4-0 football team. They have to be flying under the radar because nobody's really talking about them at all. And I know my, my, my good friend Bruce Redding, who's the coach there, he's probably okay with that. If nobody shows up there, if nobody comes out and talks to them about it, just keep doing what they're doing. Yeah, quietly and, chop away. And just keep winning games. Because last year they were 5-4, and four, I believe, and they just missed the playoffs. And that was, that was the one thing that stuck with them. All, all those players that were coming back this year, it's like, look, 5-4 and four is great. We want to be a playoff team this year. They, they had that goal, and they're only technically one win away from being eligible, but I think there's at least two more wins, if not more, on, sure. their, on, their, on their schedule this year, and they're gonna, they will be a playoff team this year. And Logan Nodine has been sensational. He had three touchdown passes last week. Celia uh, thinks the world of him. I said one thing about him you one said time. every week now it's been yeah. one thing. No. She just thinks okay. he's the real deal. And yeah. also for Ridgewood, they've never beaten Mercer County. This is their chance to not only not get playoff eligible, but to end uh, the streak, get the gorilla off their back, and put the cherry on top of a, of a uh, holy, playoff eligible. Holy cliche. Uh, playoff <laughs> eligible uh, afternoon at uh, the at, in Ridgewood. On the other hand, Mercer County um, sitting there 2-2 two and two on the season, lots still to play for. To get to the playoffs, to get to that 5-6 victory mark, a victory on the road against Ridgewood would go a long way into doing just that. Another tough road game for them. We'll see how they can bounce back and, and see how they play uh, coming up this Saturday. Um, elsewhere in the conference, um, hats off to, to West Central. They're now 3-1 and one in the season. They went on the road and beat Mid-County last week. They now get a home game against Stark County, who's been struggling this season. West Central could improve to four and one on the season, and they are led by a freshman running back named Caden Drost. He had 159 yards rushing, two touchdowns, as they shut out Mid County at Mid County, and also um, they lost their quarterback early in the game. So Nathan Bigger, who was the quarterback last year and moved to tight end, came back at quarterback, and they went from sort of a spread out option to the old, to a wing T sort of uh, format from what I was reading. And uh, West Central, 
the heat is on down at uh, Biggsville. I remember talking to Jason Kirby last year. It just happened to be, um, I think they might have been playing a Saturday game or something, but I was going to Ridgewood, and I just happened to see him at the Casey's there, uh, I believe in Andover, and he was talking about last summer they were so good in seven-on-seven and passing and it just how it didn't translate to how well or how bad they had played last year. So I'm wondering if he was maybe they were – just a year behind, because you said you know Bigger was the quarterback last year, and now he's back at uh, quarterback again because of an injury. But yeah, this this is a team that is is very impressive to go from one and eight to three and one to start off your season. Obviously, things are are going right, and uh, Jason Kirby has that team playing pretty well right we, now. And we talked about freshmen doing well at quarterback, but never leading the team at running no, back. No, and that Caden but it Drost, is small school, so it's not right, too surprising. But, but Caden Drost is the real deal. Yeah, this, so that's a big game. And then last one, um, United and Mid-County. United playing better last week. Didn't get the job done. Mid-County has been a kind of a tough, tough loss season for them where they've lost a couple close games, including one to Ridgewood where I think they lost by like eight points. So not a bad football team down in Mid-County. We'll see if they can get things turned around, start playing, um, maybe finishing games and getting the victories that they, that they so desired to start the season. So that's the Lincoln Trail. Some other interesting games. Knoxville still... We don't talk enough about Knoxville. Great football team. They're hosting Lewistown this weekend. Um, Knoxville's playing great football. Stockpile. Yeah, they they and they uh, they're doing it the old Knoxville way, running the football. They ran for 349 yards against South Fulton. Uh, J- uh, Zach Dean ran for five touchdowns and 164 yards. This is a team that you thought maybe would take a step back at running back because their uh, Case Hennefeld, Hennefeld right, he graduated. graduated. And you thought, well, he's their bell cow. He, they take a step back. Not so. Zach Dean stepped up five touchdowns. Team had 300, almost 350 yards rushing. And they're playing well on both sides of the ball. They've only given up 22 points uh, this season in the four games. So just, at, just over five points per game is what they're giving up. And they're, they're scoring probably... 40-something per game, so obviously a really good team, and state-ranked, so for good reason, they are 4-0. Um, other games around the, the Illinois side of the river that we'll kind of mention real fast, Winnebago is at Rock Falls. In the upstate Illini, it is um, East, Dubu- East Dubuque is at Orangeville, Galena is at Durand, um, Milledgeville is at home, they play Forston, and West Carroll is at home as well, they play Ashton Franklin Center, so some good games around. Also South Fulton is at A-Town in the Prairie Land. So some good matchups from all around the area. Week 5 of the high school football season on the Illinois side of the river is upon us, and things have been going fast and furious. Am I missing anything, Mr. Stockpile? I think you don't have to find something. You can just say, uh, nope, great job. You just uh, opened a can of worms. Yeah, I know. Now we're going to have something. Yeah, I, I know we're going to sit here. I think this is the weekend where you could see some teams who have had long losing streaks take out that eraser and erase it and... Uh, Bring, uh, and start a new chapter in their rivalries. Such as? I think uh, Riverdale could beat Orion. And I think, you hear that, Chip? And I think Morrison can beat Newman. Uh, it wouldn't and surprise me. It's going to be a heck of a football game. Would surprise me. Ridgewood will beat Mercer County. It'll be a fun week of, there's like, you're like Lee Corso, now you're just making picks <laughs> and everything like that. So <laughs> I just wanted to I make sure if we hadn't, I, had, I wanted to make sure we hadn't, weren't forgetting anything. <laughs> you want to start like giving, giving, giving predictions. Hey, uh, you guys know the drill. The score is this Friday at 1030 on WQAD, the only half hour high school football show in town. We're enjoying the score talkbacks. We hope you guys are as well talking to some coaches each and every week live on set. And then also we are on the air. We're on set. They're out in the field. Um, then we also have the Mike Dubs, man. I, I, they've been great all year. Um, 
obviously no one's going to ever top Guy Derrickson what he did. Um, Adam Height was I'd great. I'd love to see someone. <laughs> yes, try and that's it. a challenge to all the coaches that always listen to this because we always get a hard time for this thing. So, you know, get get crazy out there as well and, and, and enjoy yourself. And we're always looking for good stories. So if you know a good story about a player who's doing something positive in the community or anything, just let us know. We're always up for those stories. Absolutely. Make sure you go to WQAD.com, vote for your score standout this week. Um, but great reactions and, and great responses to the score standout. The longest running high school award, I think, in the I know in the area. In the so area for sure. It's been around forever. So make sure you guys go out there and vote for that as well. And make sure you enjoy the instant podcast or instant reacts wow. podcast. So close. I know it's <laughs> so close. Um, we will do that on Friday night as well. So um, enjoy another week of high school football, and we will talk to you guys soon. Stockpile, go ahead. So long, everybody. <laughs>